This is the Book of Mormon for you. A daily dose of scripture thoughts by us kids to help us develop a love for the Book of Mormon to last a lifetime. Hi everyone. I am sorry that there wasn't a podcast yesterday, but luckily my friend is back again and doing the interview again, which is really extra nice because she shouldn't have to do this twice. So thank you. Do you want to introduce yourself again? Of course. Yeah. I'm happy to help. My name is Kaylee. I go to BYU. My family lives in Illinois right now. Um, I have four brothers and a wonderful sister-in-law and two of the cutest dogs ever. I also love your sister-in-law. She's one of my babies. She's amazing. Okay. So the reason I wanted to get in touch with you is because of one of your letters from your mission that really touched me and it really has stayed with me. And so without giving it away, I'd just like for you to tell the story. Yeah. So it's about this woman that I taught. I was serving in my first area called Madambong and I didn't know a lot of the language yet. And so the first time that I met this woman was at church. I'd been in the country for two weeks and it was Mother's Day. I was in Relief Society, um, which is like the meeting for like women about my mother's age. And so, of course, I just lost and I started crying. And this Cambodian woman sitting next to me, who I just had assumed was a member, started comforting me. I didn't know a lot of Kamai, like I said, but I remember her and some of the other women in the room told me that they could be my moms while my mom was far away. So that was my first meeting with her. And then it turned out that I was lucky enough to get to teach her with my trainer. My trainer told me they're actually considering like not teaching her anymore because she wasn't making a lot of progress. But um, we decided to try like a couple more times and see how she was doing. And she actually ended up being so interested and so willing to learn, so willing to try to keep the commitments that we gave her like as best as she could because she just had this amazing love for Jesus and for the gospel and for everyone. She was one of the most loving people that I've ever met, but she's also one of the poorest people I've ever met. Yeah, um, none of us really know what it's like in Cambodia. Can you kind of describe her living situation? Yeah, so she lived pretty far away. It took us 40 minutes to bike out to where she lived. And she lived off the road a little bit down this like this really windy path that I was always afraid I was going to fall off of on my bike. And her house was this it's kind of like a hut and it's on like stilts like um, a lot of the houses there are. And so there's like one room up above and then down below, it's just, there's like a table that she sits on and all of her like clothes are down there. All of her dishes are down there. That's pretty much all she has just like clothes and dishes so that she can make food. And then she had two sons that lived with her and then she lived with who we thought was her husband. And I remember one day we were visiting her and she asked if she could borrow our phone and she used it to call her dad and ask for B-Mun, which is equivalent to $7.50. And so she was asking for money from her dad, which doesn't seem like a lot to us. Um, I've spent $7.50 on Chick-fil-A more times than I can count. Getting that money would have like improved her situation so much. And it was something that seemed so insignificant to me. And it just struck me like how different our lives were. And on the way home, I, I just cried. Um, my trainer and I, we just stopped and cried together because it was so heartbreaking. And you weren't allowed to help her. No, no, we weren't allowed to help, like give money to people or anything. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you thought that that man was her husband. 
Yes, we thought that they were married. Um, he was a member of the church, which is how we started teaching her. But it turns out that they were never legally married. And, and so she really wanted to get baptized. And so we had been like speeding up the pace that we taught her at so we could help her get baptized and get to Thailand so she could get more money for her and her family. But then we found out that she wasn't actually legally married, which meant that she couldn't get baptized until she was. And the like cheapest option for them to get a legal marriage was to just get the certificate, which they didn't even have enough money for that. And so we were kind of wondering like what to do. And um, I think we talked to the members and like asked around if there's anyone that could help them with this and we weren't getting anywhere with it. And so we weren't really sure what to do. I'm sure we prayed for her a lot and encouraged her to pray as well. And then I don't remember if it was the exact next time that we taught her, but pretty close to the next time we taught her. Um, we go to meet her and her hair is a lot shorter and we asked her about it and she told us that she cut her hair and sold it along with all of the jewelry that she had so that she could have enough money to get married legally so that she could get baptized which just blew me away did she have long hair before that like really long she did yeah that's amazing it just made me think of the things that we don't sacrifice mm-hmm is there a story in the Book of Mormon that kind of relates to that? I can think of a couple. She really reminds me of the widow's mite in the Bible, just because that was another woman that gave a lot of things up to sacrifice for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And she reminds me of Lehi and his family um, and all the things that they gave up so that they could obey the Lord and do as he commanded. Right. Because they were wealthy. Yeah. They had a vineyard and they had a big house and they probably had servants. Yeah. And they went from all of that to sleeping on the ground and putting up their tent themselves and trying to find food with a broken bow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. We're not, well, I mean, I was going to say we're not asked to sacrifice and we're not, except that lately it does feel like President Nelson has been telling the youth to find something to sacrifice for the Lord. Mm-hmm. What kinds of things do you think they could sacrifice? I think a big one right now is time. We all have a lot of time to sacrifice. And so there's not much we can do because of like the coronavirus right now, or, or we're limited in the things that we can do. But I think there's still a lot of things we can sacrifice. Instead of being on our phones, we could go read our scriptures. Um, instead of watching TV, we could listen to a conference talk um, or do family history work or help around the house or go do something with our siblings. Um, I think there's a lot of different things that we could sacrifice, even if not as life altering as like Lehi and Nephi or like the woman that I taught. Um, there's still a lot of things that we can sacrifice that have a lot of meaning. Right. Yes, absolutely. I think all of those things. And I think as we listen to stories like this and we talk about sacrifice, everybody thinks of something mm -hmm. in their heart. Like, you know, I really could do this. And that's not just your brain thinking that is inspiration from the Lord. So if you're feeling something right now, you should act on it and see how the Lord will bless you. Yeah. One of my favorite hymns, it has a line that says sacrifice brings forth the blessings of heaven. And I think that's definitely true. Yeah. And I think I said it in a different podcast, but that babies don't grow on trees. And the fact that it's so hard to get a baby is why we treasure them so much. And so when you give up something and you work hard for something, it becomes more valuable to you. And if you can do something that makes the gospel more valuable to you, that's the best. 
Uh -huh. Something for me, I guess that was a big sacrifice was serving a mission. And it's exactly what you just said. It became so meaningful to me and it made the gospel so meaningful to me because of the things that I did sacrifice to serve a mission. Right. Just the value of your testimony alone is a huge blessing. But what other blessings do you think you received from serving a mission? I think I learned so much from the people that I taught. I'm like the woman that I just shared about. I gained a lot of empathy and compassion for people. And I learned a lot of things that helped me even be on the mission. Like I learned how to work hard. I learned the value of sacrifice. And I made a lot of lasting relationships that have impacted my life in so many ways. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you're probably only the tip of the iceberg. The Lord will bless you for your service the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. I'm very jealous. I wish that I could have served a mission. I mean, I still can, but I, I really wanted to when I was young and just found a super hot guy that I couldn't resist and it wrecked everything. <laughs> I think that's a different type of sacrifice as well as sacrificing something that you want, something that is still good for something else. And I think there's also blessings that come from that as well, as I'm sure you've seen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I definitely did what the Lord wanted me to do. And I'm happy about that. I just, you know, sometimes listening yeah. to the stories and stuff go, mm, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, what was the other thing you told me about her? She wanted another Book of Mormon from you. Oh, yeah. So she can't read. She doesn't know how to read. But we gave her a Book of Mormon anyway. Just because the Book of Mormon is really important. It's such a strong part of gaining a testimony. And so we gave her one. And she had to leave her house. Kind of like how Nephi and his family had to leave their house. And she forgot it at home. And she couldn't go back. And so she called us and she was telling us about all this. And she asked us if we could come bring her another copy of the Book of Mormon. Which I think I probably cried. I cried pretty easily. But it just touched me to see that she had a testimony of the Book of Mormon. And that it was something that was important to her even though she couldn't read it. And it makes me kind of evaluate the type of care that I showed to the Book of Mormon because I can read it. And nowadays we have it in our phone. We can read it anytime, any place, but we don't often choose to. Right. And it's so cute to think that she just wanted to hold it. I, that just touches me. Yeah. Elder Bednar on Sunday said that a sacrifice that we can make for the Lord is to dig deeper into our scriptures and give them more time and more thought, give them a bigger influence in our life. And I think that that's a great way that we can sacrifice. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, sometimes my kids say, but I don't understand what I read or whatever. And her example of just hugging that book, just open it and start reading and the inspiration for your life will flow even if you're not totally comprehending what you read. Yeah, there's been so many times that I've read the Book of Mormon and I didn't know what was going on, but it's interesting as I like read it again and again, sometimes those same passages that I used to not know what they meant had a different meaning for me at that time in my life. And so, I think it's important that we keep trying. Yeah. And that's one of the most beautiful parts of the book is that while the words don't change, the meaning does as you go through it. It just, what you need is what gets emphasized and it's so cool. Yeah. And you know, if you're struggling with something, there's so many people around to talk to about different things in the scripture and you can have some amazing experiences, you know, go to your mom and say, I don't understand this part. And you can have a really cool experience. Plus, it'll like make her day and she'll want to make your favorite cupcakes after dinner or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Well, awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for doing it again. I'm so sorry. That was so frustrating. Not a problem. I'm glad that it was working this time. You're just the best and I love your family. And I just want to thank you for being willing. Thank you for doing this. This helps a lot of people. I hope so. (laughs) No, it's helped me. And so if only for that, it's worth it. Very true. So anyway, all right. Well, have a great night. Thank you, you too. First and second books of Nephi, Jacob, Venus, Jeremiah, nine words of Mormon, and Mosiah singing. This is so fun. Alma, Helaman, third, fourth Nephi, Mormon, Ether, and Moroni. Learn the teachings of the prophets in the Book of Mormon. Hey, 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 hey!